Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. You know, anyone who's had to fill out uh, a FAFSA most likely groans at just the sound of the acronym. We're talking about FAFSAs today because the deadline is quickly approaching on June 30th. For those of you who don't know, FAFSA stands for Free Application of Federal Student Aid. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Michael Kitchen. He's the managing editor and the higher ed expert at Lending Tree. He joins us now in the KRLD Zoom room. And Michael, Lending Tree's been doing a little bit of research. They've been taking a look at kind of the change in pace when it comes to people applying for financial aid. What exactly did they find? Yeah, well, we we do seem to be uh, uh, somewhat rebounding uh, from the dip in enrollment during the COVID period. And uh, so now things are, are kind of coming back. We've seen uh, a rise, well, maybe not so much in, in total FAFSA applications because uh, it's going to reflect previous years. You have to file one every year that you want aid. But uh, in terms of high school students filling it out, uh, that's on the rise and definitely in Texas uh, specifically. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so it, it shows, you know, like uh, a lot more people are interested in going back to school um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess we're sort of getting back to where we were uh, before the pandemic. For parents of students that are looking to go to college for the very first time, this is kind of just wades them into a whole sea of red tape. How does FAFSA work? Well, pretty much all the federal aid and a lot of the state and school aid that you would get uh, for college, uh, you would access by filling out the FAFSA. So it's the uh, free application for federal student aid, as the name implies, you don't have to pay anything for it. Um, there are various deadlines for it. Uh, you mentioned just recently the very final deadline, which comes at June 30th every year when the school year ends, um, because you can apply during the school year. But once the school year ends, so, so does the FAFSA. But the key date really to watch out for is October 1st. That's when FAFSA opens for the following year. And some of this aid is on like a first come first serve basis. So it always behooves you to fill out the FAFSA as quickly as you can. Um, Texas also, the, the individual states will have their own deadlines. Uh, Texas, I don't believe has a, a, a like a very hard deadline, but they do, um, I believe, suggest that you uh, that you fill it out. I believe they say uh, January first, um, in in order to uh, sort of get priority access to to state aid that they have there. Um, so it's always worth filling out, uh, even if you feel like, oh, well, you or maybe you're a dependent student, so uh, uh, your parents maybe uh, make too much money, or, or you know, for whatever reason you don't think you'll get uh, financial aid. Uh, you might be surprised. There, there's a lot out there. 
and even if you don't get any grants or uh, you know work study, even if it's just student loans that they offer you, um, th that's worth something too. It's it's definitely better to take out a federal student loan than a private student loan in in most cases, unless you have like incredible credit. Um, just because there's so many protections with federal student loans, they make the repayment a lot easier. So uh, yeah, definitely worth filling out the FAFSA and as early as possible. What percentage of college students really rely on this on this financial aid? Uh, well, you know, I, it, it really depends. Um, I, I don't have the number like right off the top of my head in terms of the percentage of uh, undergrads who, who receive some form of financial aid. But uh, but it's 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 generally you know more than half and it's uh, you know very useful uh, especially if you're going to be going to a more expensive school um, you know there's a lot of talk about forgiveness of student loans but you know maybe an even bigger problem is like looking forward how are we going to make school cheaper it's it's very expensive and you know th this is the way maybe that schools are kind of looking to do it through aid through, uh, you know, kind of making it easier to uh, to access funds. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's it, more and more people find themselves in need of, of some sort of financial assistance to go to school. Since we're on a deadline of June 30th to get this thing done, of course, there'll be going to be people waiting to the last minute. These are the same people that wait till April 15th at 11 o'clock to start doing their income taxes. What kinds of information do parents and those that are applying for FAFSA, what kinds of information do they need to provide within the application? Sure, yeah. I, and and I, just to mention, too, that that June 30th, that's really kind of like the drop dead date for getting this year, like, you know, while you're in school. But really, October is the one you want to look at. But yeah, there, uh, it's pretty much the uh, what you would expect, your personal information. And then also your financial information. Um, if you're an undergraduate, uh, most undergraduate students are, are considered dependents, so they would need to provide their parents' application. Uh, you know, unless you're, you're maybe if you're married or you've uh, served in the military, then that might be a different situation. If you're an undergraduate, though, then you would be considered independent, and uh, it's really just your own financial uh, your own financial information that you would need to uh, to provide. And uh, you know, and while we're on the topic too, uh, besides the FAFSA, there. Is another form uh, that you can use to access aid. It's called the the CSS. Uh, I, I believe it stands for like College Scholarship Service, but it's run by the College Board. And some schools uh, have aid programs that are specifically uh, accessed through the CSS. So it's also worth looking into that one as well. That one does cost money to fill out, but uh, apparently not too much, and you might be able to get a, a fee waiver if you can't really afford it. Now. We brought up taxes and I just thought about it. But, you know, what it, what happens if you, you know, you apply one, you miss the deadline or two, you need to make corrections. Well, fortunately, uh, FAFSA is, is, is a little bit forgiving when it comes to corrections. And I believe they give you uh, until September following the close of the school year. So you can make uh, some corrections retroactively. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if you just miss the deadline, you, you don't uh, get the FAFSA in in time. Um, the first thing to do definitely would be to contact the school or schools. Um, you know, if it's your first time filling out, uh, maybe you don't know where you're going to school yet. They'll send uh, your FAFSA results to uh, to all the schools you applied for or the ones that you asked them to send it to. But if you're a returning student, then you're probably just 
applying for aid to that one school that you know you're going back to. And uh, yeah, you, you reach out to that school as, as quickly as you can. Talk to their, their uh, financial aid department and see what can be done. Um, sometimes there might be workarounds, but uh, yeah, you, you know, it sort of depends. I mean, the FAFSA itself, you know, as, as you've noted, right, it, it stays open until the end of June, until pretty much the school year ends. So you, you'll always be able to file it. It's just you might miss out on some aid or your school might have its own deadline that you miss or your state might have its own deadline. So, yeah, it's, it's you want to keep abreast of those and, you know, talk to your, your uh, you know, a counselor or financial aid department uh, if, if you uh, if you miss any key deadline. How long has FAFSA been around? Gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not, not really sure. I'd have to look into that. Okay. And I'm just also curious about, you know, how does it actually work? Does it just, just hit your bank account? Do you get a check in the mail? It goes straight to the school? Yeah, so with the disbursement is, is how they call it. And uh, yeah, generally, it, it'll go straight to the school um, uh, up to, you, you know, the amount that you need. Now, you, you might end up getting more than you need because it's not just tuition, right? It's also cost of attendance. So, you know, the cost of uh, you, you know, finding a place to stay or staying at the dorms and the food and all of that. And you can get aid for that as well. Um, so, uh, you know, with that case, if there is extra money uh, left, you, you could get it returned to you. You can uh, turn it down. You, you can give back financial aid that you've gotten if you don't need it. Um, you wouldn't really do this for a grant or, or something where you don't need to repay it. But a lot of the financial aid is in the form of student loans. And as few student loans, as little as you can take out in student loans, the better, of course, um, because you'll have to pay interest on that. Awesome, Mike. Uh, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about FAFSA? Um, yeah, just fill it out early, uh, you know, and uh, just know that, uh, you know, schools are getting more and more generous uh, in terms of the aid that they offer. So, uh, you know, it's definitely worth filling out that FAFSA. You might be pleasantly surprised, I hope. <laughs> that is Michael Kitchen with Lending Tree on today's KRLD's Ask the Expert, North Texas. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.